0: inside of that realness i realized that i chose a career path based on earning potential mm. with little to no regard for passion or purpose so i in that moment i made myself a promise that i want to design a life where purpose and passion leads and i want to see where it takes me and it was just that awakening and a willingness to start following purpose and passion that let's fast forward 17 years later, 14 years <laughs> of igami, that's how I ended up with uh the marketing firm of Igami Group.
1: Welcome to Business with Purpose. I'm your host, Molly Stillman of Still Being Molly. And this show is all about bringing you the stories behind the brands, companies, and small businesses that are changing the world. Each week, I sit down with an entrepreneur, a CEO, nonprofit director, community leader, or just an incredible person who is trying to make a positive impact, not only through their personal life, but also with their career. My goal is to show you that no matter what you do for a living, you can make an impact wherever you are. My guest this week is Tanisha Warner. Tanisha is the founder and CEO of one of the nation's most successful multicultural marketing and communications firms, Igami Group. Her new book, The Big Stretch 90 Days to Expand Your Dreams, Crush Your Goals, and Create Your Own Success, is a soul searching, life transforming 12 week boot camp that reveals how to get you from where you are to where you dream to be in life and in business. I absolutely adore Tanisha. She is one of those people that just exudes joy and happiness. And she is just such a incredible entrepreneur. Her perspective on things is so interesting. I loved sitting down with her and I know that you are also going to love Tanisha. But before I get to my conversation with Tanisha, I want to thank our partner of the show. And that is Mama Suds. Now, you know my love for Mama Suds. They are absolutely an incredible company. Mama Suds helps label reading moms like me create a safe and non-toxic home for their family by creating synthetic-free household cleaners. And one of their cleaners is the new fine linen soap, which is the best thing since pumpkin sliced bread. You can wash your high-quality sheets, linens, delicates, and organic fabrics with a fine linen soap to help keep them looking newer and softer longer. All you have to do is use three to four capfuls for high efficiency machines on a delicate cycle or four to six capfuls on a regular machine on a delicate cycle. You can head on over to mamasuds.com and use the coupon code Molly for 15% off your order. Now onto my conversation with Tanisha Warner. Tanisha, I am so honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much for being here and welcome. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so excited
0: to speak with you today, Molly.
1: I am just, you are somebody who from the moment I came across you, you are somebody who radiates joy and you're, you have like this magnetic personality. Um, and you know, like if you ever felt like you've, you've come across somebody and you're immediately like, I think we're actually secretly friends, even though they don't know me. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel with you. Um, So I am so excited to introduce you to my community. So will you give us the Tanisha 101? So tell us who you are, what you do, and how you got to where you are today.
0: Yes. So Molly, that's a deal. By the time we finish this podcast, we're friends, okay? Yes, I love it. (laughs) So uh, my name, I am Tanisha Jackson Warner. I am the CEO of Igami Group. And Egami Group is a multicultural marketing and communications firm that is headquartered in New York. What we do, we connect corporate brands with diverse audiences through marketing campaigns. So I'm definitely a creative at heart. Beyond that title of, of CEO, I am indeed a dreamer. So by that, that means I believe in the impossible, I'm willing to sort of set my own path, and um, I'm even willing to be called crazy sometimes. (laughs) So uh, I've been on a dream journey for 18 years, and we'll get more into that once we start talking a little bit more, but a part of my passion is to also inspire other dreamers. So I have a platform entitled The Dream Project, Mm -hmm. And that's an initiative where we support professionals and entrepreneurs with tools to move their dreams from ideas into reality. I am a daughter. I'm a wife. And that's
1: the highlights of the Tanisha 101. <laughs> I love it. It's perfect. Uh you, you know, I know that I I guess what you started igami, what, like 14, 15 years ago? Yes, it's been 14 yeah. years. 14 years ago. Incredible. Talk about what Igami does, what sets you apart and how, you know, I know a little bit of the backstory, but, but tell our listeners just kind of where the idea for this marketing agency came from, what makes it so unique and different and how I know kind of at the beginning, a lot of people thought maybe you were a little crazy, like you were saying, (laughs) and kind of how that all
0: started. So today, I'll tell I'll start with today what Igami does, and then I'll take you a little bit on the journey of how we got there. So Igami actually on a day-to-day basis, we work with corporate brands to bring their brand purpose to life to drive impact in the world. And what that looks like, you know, it can really vary. We one of our longstanding clients is Procter and Gamble there is an initiative that we work on with them entitled My Black is Beautiful. And so we created a campaign that celebrates Black beauty because inside of the mainstream beauty definition, it was very hard for Black women to find mainstream outlets that celebrated their unique beauty. Mm -hmm. So that's like one example. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a financial sector client that we work with them to create campaigns that ensure minority business owners have access to capital, access to resources. So usually all of our kind of connection points with our clients is, is centered around really helping them understand their brand purpose, giving them an understanding of diverse audiences, and connecting the dots on how can their brand purpose unfold to serve those audiences and to serve the world. So I know, you know, with your podcast being business with purpose, essentially we live in that space, Molly, every single day. So I gave you the snapshot of what Igami is today. Now, if we were to go back, (laughs) did I know that's what Igami was 14 years ago? No. Did I know when I came to New York with two bags and a dream that that's what was going to unfold? Absolutely not. I think my path started with an awakening around the desire to lead a life with purpose and realizing that at the time I was designing a life that was not necessarily tied to purpose or passion. Mm. So I went to college, Alabama a and So Molly, I know you're in North Carolina, another Southern gal. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I went to Alabama A&M, and upon graduating at Alabama a I selected computer science as a major, landed a job opportunity at IBM Global Services, which was an amazing company. I was working there for about five years and had a huge aha. One day I realized you have a big problem on your hand. You absolutely hate your job. Yeah. Nothing to do with IBM Global Services, everything to do with me. And um, what was my determining Factor around selecting a career. And I got really real with myself. And inside of that realness, I realized that I chose a career path based on earning potential Mm. with little to no regard for passion or purpose. So I, in that moment, I made myself a promise that I want to design a life where purpose and passion leads. And I want to see where it takes me. And it was just that awakening and a willingness to start following purpose and passion that let's fast forward 17 years later, 14 years <laughs> of igami, that's how I ended up with uh the marketing firm of Igami Group.
1: I love those kind of humble beginnings stories, and like those stories of where you, you kind of go into something with this almost just sense of like standing in the middle of a room and like closing your eyes, and like pointing and <laughs> spinning and pointing and just being like, I don't know where this is going to end up, but we're going to figure it out along the way. Um, and, you know, but you, somebody who who just you knew within your heart what it was you you were called to do. And you have done that in such a just incredible way through your work through the dream project. And, you know, just through, you know, now you have a book um, called the big stretch. um, And you're just somebody who is leading the way and somebody who kind of made it across the river. And now you're like, heading back and getting more people to come along with you and um, find what it is that they're called to do. Talk about that and how, uh, you know, you have really developed this uh, almost like a system for helping people kind of take that little dream that they have, kind of like you, where you said, I had two bags and a dream. It's just like, we're just going to figure it out along the way is how did that that system develop within you? And and what is it that you do with people who kind of come to you want to work with you or attend something like, uh, you know, the dream project kind of in person event, things like that, that then you say, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna help you kind of fulfill this dream and and develop a plan.
0: So um, the big stretch, which is, I would say my my dreamers boot camp, right? It's my four phased approach that I've realized numerous dreamers after interviewing over 200 dreamers, is sort of a universal truth that was a commonality amongst all these dreamers of a path that they follow. So when I essentially wrote The Big Stretch as a book, at the time, the book kind of wrote itself after, again, at this point, it was 17 years of a dream journey. So what? Inside of the book is a combination of my personal story after living a dream journey. And again, I took you from showing up in New York, two bags, the Bible, the prayer of your and
1: yeah. a big dream <laughs> over yes.
0: my things to um, now having the company really thrive and being one of the nation's leading um, PR and marketing firms. So during that path, a lot of dream lessons were, were, was learned for me personally. And then I also had the opportunity with the Dream Project, we would bring in iconic dreamers and interview them about their paths. So dreamers like Jennifer Fleiss, the founder of Rent the Runway, um, Magic Johnson, who, gosh, is the creator of so much, Kathy Hughes, and the list really goes on. It was taking a step back and saying, hmm, if I were to look at my journey and look at all of these dreamers' journey, is there a system? That we can provide someone else to follow, taking mm-hmm. those key learnings. And that was really the birthing of the big stretch, which is 90 days to expand your dreams, pressure your goals, and create your own success. So inside of that book, Molly, the four-phase approach that I really take readers through, one is it starts with phase number one, which is dream. And that is where I encourage all of the listeners to get in contact with. What is the dream for their life now? And if you're not intentional to stop and ask yourself those questions and even give yourself the time to imagine, it's very easy to be on, on automatic. It's very easy to maybe be living a dream today. That was your dream of like 10 years ago, but you yeah. haven't checked to, to see, does it still hold true for you now? So in phase one, I get, get the reader really comfortable with, imagining and dreaming again and dreaming again from this stage in life. There are tons of exercises in each section. Um, some of those exercises, is, I get the reader comfortable with, do you understand what your ideal dream environment is? Where is the place where you get the best ideas? Knowing this and then being intentional to put yourself in that environment. For me, it's nature. I'm going away about once every three months to a cabin in Blue Ridge, Georgia, and I'm in solitude. I'm praying and I'm listening for ideas and inspiration. Um, So that's like one exercise. I'll take a breath, but Molly, like what is your ideal dream environment? Where do you get your best ideas or inspiration?
1: Mm, That's a great question. And wow, I love it. Getting turned on me. Um, You know, honestly, I also love the mountains. Um, I was not a mountains kid, like growing up, like I was like, the mountains are so boring. And like now as an adult, I'm like, give me the mountains. Like I want solitude. I love to go on a hike. But honestly, since we moved to our farm um, in the spring, like my porch swing is where I go for like peace, just especially early in the morning or late at night when the farm is kind of waking up or the farm is going to sleep. And all I hear are the sounds of my chickens or, you know, the birds and the crickets. And it's just there's something about that that just clears my head. And that's where I seem to like get my best work done or like I, I, I dream the most or I pray. Uh, it's just it's like that place that just kind of recenters me. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: you, you are indeed a creator. And so one thing that I've learned, again, just interviewing those dreamers, like I asked you that question and you knew exactly what that ideal dream environment is. Mm-hmm. So in the dream phase, there's even exercises that we have the reader do to understand that. Um, a second thing is we go through what I call a dream detox. And so that's paying attention to, you know, what are you putting in your mind, body, and spirit? And does it forward you towards the dream that you have for yourself now or not? And like really getting honest about those things. So what are you listening to? What are you reading? Who's even in your environment? I, I help the reader identify their dream champions. So a dream champion is someone that you can share that dream or vision to, and they're going to reflect back to you. Nothing but the best of the potential of who you're becoming and show you a glimpse of yourself being able to reach that vision. Mm. Um, I asked the reader to get very comfortable with understanding who their dream bullies are. Mm. So dream bullies are sometimes individuals in our life that love us the most. However, they're protective of us. And so as you start to Go after your dreams and stretch, which by the way, your dreams are typically always, always, always outside of the zip code of your comfort zone. So get ready to get uncomfortable. But as you get ready to stretch towards those dreams and you're becoming uncomfortable, you're making those around you uncomfortable. And sometimes our dream bullies will come in to keep us safe and actually try to have that vision be downsized Mm -hmm. to keep you safe. So knowing who your dream bullies are. Um, so, all of that is in the first phase. And I see you shaking your head. I, I, I take it, Molly, that you've had your share of dream bullies. Oh, and dream yeah. Champions. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that right? Yeah.
1: No, I mean, when you said that, I was like, yep, I know exactly who you're talking about when it came to both the dream champions and the dream bullies. It's like, you know, you have those people in your life, and it's like you love them but you you kind of know who to go to when you want to share like an idea or a vision or, a, you know, a, a goal. And then you kind of know who not to go to. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you love that person, but you're like, I don't want anybody to poo poo on this quite yet. And so you just, it's like those people immediately came into my mind.
0: Yes. So all of that
1: is in phase one. And
0: By the time you come out of phase one, you should have been comfortable imagining what is that dream for yourself now. I get you to paint that picture in color, whether you write about it, you describe it, get it in your mind. And we wind down on that. And then we get ready to go into phase two, which is design. And design is really working with you to teach you how do you take a big idea and then bring it out of idea land into reality well one way to do that is you got to start breaking it down into achievable parts so for example um i'm going to use you molly so business with purpose podcast you know the dream for the business with purpose podcast before you created it essentially say you wanted to be a podcast host you wanted to create a leading podcast and this was the vision and the dream well in the design phase i would work with you to say okay Well, what could be achieved in a 12-month process in order to map to that vision? Maybe in 12 months, the goal would be, you know what, I would have it packaged and I would have it launched. Well, if that's the idea in 12 months, then what would need to hold true over the next 90 days? Okay, over the next 90 days, I would need to do my marketing plan. I would need to get a look at image. I would need to learn everything about running a podcast. And what you're doing is you're taking the dream from a big dream to a 12-month vision into a 90-day actionable plan. And that actionable plan needs to be measurable. Mm-hmm. So you need to have specific goals. You know, the, the, it needs to be attainable. You need to be able to track the results. And that's where I help you design the 90-day stretch plan in the design phase. Now, once you have that plan, it's time to move into action And the third phase is dare. Here's the interesting thing. All of those dreamers that I talked to, every one of them had to at some place in face fear and move forward in the face of fear and dare beyond that. And so the dare section is really getting you comfortable making daring bold steps. There's some exercises in there where we challenge you. You know, we challenge you to pitch your idea to someone. We challenge you to go out and meet you know, who do you need to know to have this dream, you know, come into fruition? It it had it even asks you questions like, what are some of your limiting beliefs or fears that would stop you from realizing this dream? And then the dare section, we have you tackle those things. Mm. So the dare section to me is like the elasticity and the stretch in the rubber band to have you actually start stretching. So the only way that rubber band is going to stretch is by daring. Mm -hmm. And really being willing to have that elasticity kind of expand. And then the last phase is do. One thing that we've learned is it's so easy in the beginning when you have your dream to have that passion and, and like, I'm going after this. But here's one thing that I know. Every dreamer, every, every dreamer will face challenges. They face obstacles, whether it's the giant of rejection, it's the giant of no. What do you do when you face those obstacles? The do section is making sure that you're equipped to do this dream for the long term in the good and the bad. And and honestly, 2020 tested my entire do chapter. Um, we We teach you to be a dream warrior in the face of the unexpected, to keep going. We teach you to know when to surrender. We teach you around doing the best that you can, then releasing. And the list goes on. So those are the four
1: phases. Dream, design, dare, do. Oh, that's so good. And I love how actionable, how tangible it is. And it's something that uh, people can really wrap their mind around, because especially when somebody, you know, especially if there's somebody listening who, um, you know, I mean, I hear from my listeners all the time where they're like, Oh, well, I've had this dream of starting this business, or I want to start a podcast, or I want to write a book, or, you know, I want to change careers or whatever it is like they, you know, or even maybe they already are an entrepreneur, but they have like big goals for where they want to take their business. But so often, they can get stuck in that mindset of like, oh, well, I can't do this, or this is going to be too hard, or this is going to be too much work, or I don't know what steps to take next. And I love how you created this in a way that really breaks it down. And so much of what you said, even at the beginning reminded me of um, what my friend Liz Bohannon uh, talks about and how, so often like f- you don't find your purpose, you build it. And so building your purpose really sometimes starts with dreaming small and like relating to that, just like dreaming small of like, yes, we can dream big, but really we need to dream smaller. What are those little things that we can dream of that then take us to the next step? And it, it reminded me of that. But I want to I want to kind of sit in something that you, you talked about, and that's that do section and how that do section Can really be the hardest, and how when not if, but when we face setbacks, when we hit hurdles in business, when we um, find ourselves faced with obstacles in achieving our dreams or, uh, you know, a global pandemic and whatnot, and like all of the things and rejection, that is where people give up. I've seen it time and time and time again. And I say, on this podcast, all the time I say success doesn't happen to people who quit. It doesn't because it 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 That's literally good. it literally can't. Like you, you can't be successful if you quit. But it's so hard because I've had moments where in the last you know fifteen years that I've been I've wanted to throw in the towel. I've had moments in the last eighteen months where I've been like, why am I doing this? I'm so discouraged. You know what I mean? We we get in those moments and we start to like cycle negative thinking and we cycle like it's just going to be easier if I quit. And I know that you faced some of those moments in the last 18 months. Can you kind of talk about, you know, since you started your business 14 years ago, all that you've been through and how that prepared you for the last 18 months, but some of the things that you learned in hitting that wall, hitting those obstacles and there were times where you probably were like, it would probably just be easier if I quit. If I just gave this all up, did something else, I could probably go work somewhere else. Oh, somebody would hire me.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. So um, and you see me looking down because I'm like, which one do I want to tell? And what story? I'm looking in, in the book. So I'll say I'm just going to tell you a few stories and a few lessons. One lesson is tapping into and unleashing the dream warrior within is key if you're going to be on a dream journey for long-term. And that's knowing that you will have to fight those giants that stand between you and your dream. So that when they come, you're not surprised, you're not paralyzed, but you know, this is a part of the journey. There hasn't been a single dreamer that has gone before me that didn't have to fight an obstacle. Now what that obstacle may be, it may look different depending upon that person's journey, but, but the universal truth is obstacles come and what do you do? Are you willing to fight? For me, early on, when those obstacles started to come, it hit me, you're going to have to be willing to fight. Um, and some of those were lack of knowledge, starting a business and not knowing what you're doing, because I didn't have a lot of examples in my family of entrepreneurs that had started marketing firms. I had zero entrepreneurs that started marketing firms. And so sometimes it was very frustrating to not know what am I building and and what's the blueprint? So that was lack of knowledge. That was fighting that battle of, okay, I have to figure out ways to get the knowledge. Other battles that I've, I've had to learn to fight is, you know, access the capital and cash flow. Yeah. So essentially, in the beginning, I I didn't have access to capital, nor did I really even understand the importance of managing cash flow. Long story short, I I can't remember once getting the company into big big trouble, and I did everything that I could do, and then one day I went outside and I prayed and I said, God, you gave me this dream. I've taken it as far as I can. I'm, lit, I'm taking my hands off and I'm giving it to you because there's nothing else that I can do. Now, little did I know I was learning one of the biggest lessons of a dream journey in that moment, and that is the power of surrender. So sometimes as you go along this journey, whether it's building a business or your professional career, you may hit an obstacle that is so big that you can't fight it in your own strength. You have to tap into a higher power and you have to know when to release. And so that was my first time understanding the lesson of the power of surrender. You do what you can do, pray, give it over, and then trust that the process will unfold in the way that it's supposed to unfold. Another one, this past year during the pandemic, this is a big one. I learned to write my plans in pencil, write my (laughs) plans in pencil. We started that year with like, a gridlock plan, what we were going to do, what markets we were going to go after, who was our ideal client. And about March 12th, March 13th, not only did everything change, <laughs> that was our first time pulling yeah. over, erasing, right? Yep. And then I'm like, okay, we'll be back into the office in April. We realize in April, we're going to be shut down for three months, but wait a minute, all of our employees are not equipped to be working from home. Okay, let's erase again. And we got to give them remote access. I'm sure they'll be back in the third quarter. Uh, No, they're not coming back in the third quarter. (laughs) How do we service our clients? Let's erase again. Let's adapt new technologies. And it was just the willingness to pivot, erase, and find new paths forward every single day. So, you know, I like to say in that scenario, you can have your plans, but make sure God has the ultimate editing rights. Mm. because you just don't know what will happen. So those are, are some of the lessons being a dream warrior and like how to thrive and, and, and do even in the face of obstacles.
1: Oh man, you can have your plans, but make sure God has the ultimate editing rights. Uh, yeah, we all feel that. We all feel that. We've all felt that for the last 18 months, and yeah, I will never forget. Like, it was Friday the 13th. I'm like, I will never forget Friday, March 13th, 2020, for the rest of my life, and just like you know, minute by minute. I and I remember that whole week, like everything changing so rapidly, and at the time, I thought we'll probably be fine to go on our Disney cruise on spring break next month. That was adorable that we, <laughs> that we thought that. Um, but yeah, you know, by, you know, I think uh, one of the conversations I've had pretty frequently in the last you know few months is just how God, I think, used the last 18 months really to prune us yeah, and to, to strip away the things that I think for so, for so long we relied on and to teach us to just to be flexible to rest um to trust uh and you know we don't know what the end is going to look like we don't know how long we're going to kind of be in this meantime season but it's teaching us adaptability it's teaching us uh you know just grit and determination and uh yeah so many things but i i love that idea of just giving god the ultimate edit plan (laughs) or edit rights on your plan. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you know, like I said, you've, you've done so much in, in 14 years with Igami and, uh, and then with the dream project, um, you, you know, you, you released your book, uh, big stretch. What, you know, even though we're with the understanding that you're writing in pencil, what do you see is kind of the next step for you? What are you dreaming about next?
0: That's such a good question, Molly. Um, (laughs) What I'm dreaming about next is the expansion of Igami Group. Uh, We just recently closed a strategic alliance with a global rock star agency, Zeno Group. And inside of that strategic alliance, it really is going to expand Igami's footprint in ways that I don't even think I can imagine yet. So I am dreaming of Igami growing, expanding, and our impact that the firm is able to make in the world be magnified. Um, that's one dream that I have for Igami. So we want to employ more people, we want to do more meaningful work, and we want to drive more impact in the world through through our the work that we're doing with our clients. For the dream project, my vision there. Is to bring new offerings to the table that support dreamers globally in getting the tools that they need to get the inspiration, the motivation, but the most importantly, also the action-oriented plan. Yeah. To um, then, you know, carry forth with their dreams. My dream for myself personally is I would like to strive to put health and well-being at the forefront. I can't say I've mastered that, Molly. That has <laughs> been sort of a, a yin and yang. And so I'm looking forward in the coming year to becoming healthier and stronger so that I am able to, you know, realize my 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 fullest potential and creation potential during my time here on earth. Mm -hmm. Um, so those and then you know what I'm dreaming of more family time I'm dreaming of more connection I'm dreaming of spending more time in the mountains and I'm even dreaming of getting back to experiences again like I I really do feel like we did a blink and I almost missed two years (laughs) like and so I'm I'm, I'm dreaming of of getting back out and traveling again some
1: Those are all dreams. I think so many of us can relate to. And yeah, there's just something about, um, you know, I love that your connection with, uh, the mountains and just how you talked about how that's a place of respite. And, um, yeah, there's, there's something about every time I'm at the mountains and and I feel this way at the beach too, but there's something about the mountains where you can just, whether you go on a hike and you make it, you know, you, you just gruel through that, like, it, that climb up the mountain and you're out of breath and like you're in this elevation. So you feel like there's like no oxygen, but then you get to the top and you get to whatever the summit is and the view and you look out at God's creation and you can't just you can't help but just marvel at everything that's around you. And it, and it's that reminder of how small we are and mm. and how we really are. We really are pretty insignificant <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But that if, if God chose to create you, if God chose to create me, and he, he knitted us together in this unique, intricate design to play a part in his creation, it's just that like reminder of, okay, well, then what do we do with that? What do we do with that? If we were created on purpose, with a purpose, for a purpose, how do we walk in that purpose and not waste it? And it's just a, it's such a beautiful reminder. Um, well, Tanisha, before we get to the get to know you round, how can people best connect with you if they're interested in, you know, maybe working with you, attending a dream project event? What's the best way they can do that?
0: So the best way is follow me on IG, Tanisha J. Warner. And I'm sure you'll put the I yeah, will
1: have links. all those links, yeah, in the show notes. <laughs> and um, I really do communicate there
0: on, you know, all of the upcoming opportunities um, to engage with myself and the Dream Project. So that would be the start. And then secondly, I would say if you're interested in all and any of those lessons that I just spoke to you about, you can go over to the thebigstretchbook.com. Um, many of those lessons are downloadable for no fee. And if you enjoy, you know, one or two of the exercises, I highly recommend you getting the book and you can get the book anywhere books are sold.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Tanisha, um, this has been so fun. But before we go, this is one of my favorite parts of the show where we just get to ask some fun, get to know you questions just to get to know you a little bit better. So Tanisha, are you ready for the get to know you round? I am ready. I think Oh, don't don't even don't <laughs> even worry. All right, question number 1. What is on your most played playlist on Spotify right now or Ooh. wherever you listen to music?
0: It will probably be some song by Prince. I love it. Yeah, Prince is my favorite, favorite, favorite. So he stays on repeat.
1: I love it. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love Prince? (laughs) I really kind of don't trust people who don't like Prince's music. Let's just be honest. Um, Oh, I love it. Um, Okay. What fictional character do you want to meet in real life?
0: Oh, that's a good one. Probably Sarah Jessica Parker from Sex in the City. (laughs) She was like really. She was like, "You talk about me being your friend in, in your head." She was like really my friend. Yeah. In my head. Yeah. She
1: gave you. She gave you pep talks. She gave yeah. me pep talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally understand. On it. Love it. Okay. Um, what is something that's really important to you, but you don't get the chance to talk about it very much?
0: Hmm. Something that I don't get a chance to talk about much. My husband would say, "There's absolutely nothing." that she <laughs> say something that's important to me is mental health and well-being. Mm. And I'm not necessarily a sought after expert to talk in that field, right? But it is something that is becoming increasingly more important to me as a leader. And I'm leading by example in that area where I am striving to put my mental health and well-being at the forefront. And I know how important it is. I'm kind of really discovering that. And I I feel like on the other side of this journey and experience, I will become more passionate to talk with other leaders around why do it and why do it very early on as to not burn out. and, And also making sure that you're in your healthiest place so that you can give your team the best version of yourself as well.
1: Mm. That is a topic that is definitely not talked about enough. And I think, um, you know, obviously, we've seen in the last few years, an increase in in the talk around mental health. But I think one of the missing pieces of that has been uh, mental health and entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship burnout all of the things uh, surrounding that is uh, is so important. So I think that's a great, yeah, that's a great one. And I would love to hear more of your thoughts on that at some point. So I'll just have to have you back on the show sometime. Okay, um, since we are dreaming of travel again, uh, what is the best vacation you have ever taken? Oh man, can I do two? Of course, <laughs> of course. Right. There are no rules here. All right, so when
0: I turn 40, I went away to Antigua and I invited like my closest girlfriends and it was the best time ever. Like we danced, we partied, we had good food. It was three things that I wanted in that vacation, good food, good people, and good experiences. And like, I got all of it in one. So that's, that's one for sure. And then years ago, when My mom, when she turned 50, we went to Europe and we spent time in Paris um, as well as we spent time in Italy. And it was just an amazing experience that we were able to do together mm-hmm. because that was that was both of our first time in Paris as well as our first time in, in Venice, um, Italy. And the food in Italy was just like oh, amazing. amazing. Um, but those are my two favorites troops of all time.
1: Mm, I've always wanted to go to Antigua. That's like on my bucket list. I've never been to Paris. I was supposed to go this year. And that obviously did not happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I've been to Rome and you're right. the food in Italy. Mm, like I have dreams about the spaghetti I ate in Italy. Like there's just something about Italian made pasta made by oh. an Italian grandma. Like it's just
0: Yes. I want to go back next level, but when I go back, I want to go back like 10 pounds down. So I can just like have freedom to gain 10 pounds while I'm there.
1: But you like also like one of the things like a lot of those cities, like you walk so much. And so you just like, it just cancels out. It just cancels out. All right. And then my last question is, what does it mean to you to run a business with purpose? Ooh. So what it means
0: to me to run a business with purpose is to first and foremost, be very clear on what's my purpose and the connection to the business purpose. And so in my case, I'm very clear that my purpose in life is to support individuals and brands activate their purpose to leave an impact in the world. So that's my personal purpose. And then I'm able to map that to, well, then what is the business purpose? So for Igami Group, we're working with Fortune 50, Fortune 100 brands to unlock their brand purpose by way of marketing campaigns to lead meaningful impact in the world. That's our, our North Star. That's our why. And so if you know those two things and you're very intentional to bring those to to life on a day-to-day basis, the correlation between your personal purpose and the business purpose, then I feel that there's no option left available to you that you're operating not on purpose.
1: Mm, 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 that's so good. Denisha, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your wisdom um, and uh, your your heart with uh, this community. And um, I just can't wait to see what you dream up next. Oh, thank you. Friend, I would love to know what you loved about this episode or something that you learned. Find me on social media. I'm at Still Being Molly or at Business with Purpose Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to use that hashtag Business with Purpose Podcast when you're sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you are a first-time listener of the show, welcome. Be sure to check out the archives for past shows featuring so many incredible entrepreneurs, business owners, community leaders who are changing the world. If you are a regular listener of the show, thank you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for tuning in week in and week out. Be sure to head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, Overcast, Stitcher, basically wherever you get your podcasts, click that subscribe or follow button to click that button means you will never miss a new episode of the show. And while you're there, would you take a moment to just leave a review? Would you take a moment to maybe share one of your favorite episodes with a friend, leaving a review, sharing the show with a friend? It is totally free for you. And it is the biggest help for me in the entire world. You have no idea how much I appreciate it. It just also helps me to know what you're liking and how the show is impacting you. As always, this show is produced by the incredible team at at third wheel media. Thank you so much for listening. Now go do something good with purpose on purpose.